Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 375. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Agent M. And I'm Jamie, a.k.a. Agent New Year. Yeah. We are going to dive into our 2019 preview this episode because we do have so much we're excited about for 2019. So we're going to ping some things we're really psyched for this year, but not everything. Dun, dun, dun. Our interview this episode is with Billy Martin and Paul Thomas from the band Good Charlotte. And not only are they in the band, but Billy draws comics and covers for Marvel. Stick around to find out so much more. Uh, it's going to be good, but we got to dive right into it, Jamie. We got to talk about 2019. I mean, let's let's set aside the present news for just a moment and talk about the future. Mm-hmm. We've got 2019 coming. We've got a whole lot of Marvel stuff coming. And my goodness gracious. Yes. we want And this is all about letting you all know some of the things that we're excited about. And I'm stressed that this is just some, because this ain't everything. We've got hashtag secrets all. Uh, and just first things first, 2019 is Marvel's 80th anniversary. Uh, so we're going to be celebrating all year long from our podcasts, like special reading club episodes of This Week in Marvel, which I know many of you have been asking for those to return, to fun stuff in comics and great merch. We've got a whole 12 months ahead to get into it. So many months, so much Marvel history, and so much stuff to be excited about. Yeah. Uh, speaking of so much stuff to be excited about, uh, I want to start things off by talking about comics, because it's the biggest list. And we're going to start things off with, honestly, the thing that I'm most excited for this year across everything Marvel, which is War of the Realms. And that kicks off in April and lasts through June. It's uh, by Jason Aaron, Russell Dodderman, and Matthew Wilson. And it's this big story that's been building in the pages of Thor for a long time. But the beauty of it is that it's going to be super accessible to get into, even if you don't read Thor, but you should be reading Thor because it's the best. It's really absolutely fantastic comic books. Also, launching in January is Conan. I mean, now, pretty much... By the time you're reading this, I think the first issue of Conan the Barbarian will be out, and that's the main series written by Jason Aaron, art by Mahmoud Aswar. Then we're going to have Savage Sword of Conan by Jerry Duggan and Ron Garney starting up. And then in March, I believe, Age of Conan Belit comes out, and that's a limited series uh, written by Teeny Howard with art by Kate Nimchik. And I'm very excited because I think Teeny is a wonderful writer, uh, and I, this, I feel like this is the big year for her to break out at Marvel. I totally agree. I had the opportunity to interview her for Marvel.com, and she's my new best friend, my new sister in goth, and I'm so excited. I've gotten to see some of the images from Billy, and it looks just gorgeous. It's it's a pirate queen. I don't know how you go wrong with that. Yeah. And what's also cool about his return is that there's going to be little novellas in each issue, like prose storytelling. Mm-hmm. So you're getting so much with Conan. Heck yeah. Also launching in January, Guardians of the Galaxy by Donny Cates, Jeff Shaw. This big, wild story that does follow a lot of what's been going on with a lot of these cosmic characters, whether it's stuff coming out of Infinity Wars or with Galactus and Silver Surfer or Star-Lord. Like, so many characters. We're going to see what's going on with this new team of Guardians, who will be there, and what will be left of them at the end. I don't know. Maybe just splinters. Oh. We've also got launching in January Age of X-Men, which is a really cool thing, spinning out of the pages of Uncanny X-Men. If you love Age of Apocalypse, which I know many of you do, I think you're going to really dig of Age of X-Men. Also big and something Jamie's really excited about is Wolverine, The Long Night, the comic book adaptation. Oh, I'm very excited and in an 
a very anticlimactic twist. I was begging to read this early, got the chance, and by the time you hear this, it will be on sale. So you will get to read it right on time. It's excellent. It is such a faithful and interesting adaptation of Marvel's Wolverine the Long Night, the podcast, which is all about sound and sound design and storytelling without any imagery that's visual whatsoever. So now we're taking that, we're putting it on the pages, and the visuals are beautiful. We're talking about Alaska. We're talking about the northern lights and the darkness that just follows Logan and wherever he goes. And it's also very murdery and gross. And I just dig all that stuff. Heck yeah, it's uh, penciled by Marsho Takara, uh, beautiful visuals, and it's written by podcast writer as well, Benjamin Percy. He's done both the podcast and the comic script, which is really, really neat. We've got Wolverine Infinity Watch launching in February by Jerry Duggan and Andy McDonald, and has Wolverine and Loki and an Infinity Stone. And hijinks ensue. One of my favorite covers that you'll see out there is the Infinity Gauntlet, just the fist with Wolverine's claws popping out of it, which is really, really neat visual. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, I feel like putting Loki and Wolverine in charge of the Infinity Stones is not that bad of an idea. They're not going to let anything happen to them. They're going to, they're going to be irresponsible, right? But they're not going to lose them. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. We'll see. Okay. Uh, also, okay. launching in January, we have Black Widow, and is written by Jen and Sylvia Soska. Very excited. And art by Flaviano. And I pulled this quote from our Marvel.com interview with Jen and Sylvia. The quote is, she's fearless. She's lethal. She's unstoppable. She's the last person you want coming for you. Oh. Yeah. She's my best friend. <laughs> and we're having a slumber party. Launching in January is a new Invaders series written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Carlos Magno and Butch Geis with, uh, you know, it's Namor just being told, hey, jerk face, stop being a jerk face by his old friends in the Invaders, which includes Captain America and more. And uh, we'll see how that goes because he's Namor. Nobody puts Namor in the corner and he is the best. We've also got Domino Hotshots coming in March, which is a really neat Domino team book by Gail Simone and David Baldion. I'm very excited. I've been loving the team-up of Gail and David all year since Domino made her solo title debut. I love Domino the character, and I love her teaming up with her girls, Outlaw and Diamondback, and now there's even more. It's an all-lady international female team of badasses. Yeah, I'm very excited to see more of Atlas Bear, who just debuted in the pages of Domino. You know, I just mentioned Chip a couple minutes ago. We've got more Chip. So much Chip Zdarsky. Daredevil by Chip and Marco Coquetto launches in February. We can't tell you anything really about that, but that's part of the beauty of it, the mystery of it all. And Chip writing Daredevil is going to be terrific. We've also got Spider-Man Life Story launching in March by Chip and Mark Bagley, which is such a neat concept. It's part of our 80th anniversary sort of overarching celebration, and it's them telling sort of a real-time story of the Marvel Universe. If Spider-Man was 15 when he got bit by the radioactive spider in the 60s, what would happen then? And we, we see him dealing with stuff like the Vietnam War and then on and on and on over 50-plus years, which is really uh, going to be a really cool story. It's like taking legacy numbering really, really literally. <laughs> yes. Magnificent Ms. Marvel launches in March by Saladin Ahmed and Minkyu Young. Uh, this is really cool. We just got announced, and we'll see what Saladin and Minkyu do with Kamala. But uh, I really liked Saladin's pitch at the most recent creative retreat, so it's going to be great. I'm very excited for it. 
Another book I'm well excited for is Meet the Skrulls, launching in March by Robbie Thompson and Nico Heinrichon. And I can't say what I wrote on my paper because it's just expletives because I'm very excited about this story. But you got a chance to talk to Robbie. I did. And he provided me with such a fun interview on Marvel.com all about the first two issues of Meet the Skrulls. And uh, I'm psyched for it. And my goodness, what a delightful man. <laughs> He's the best. Launching in March as well is Cosmic Ghostwriter Destroys Marvel History. Super fun. Written by Paul Shear and Nick Giovanetti with art by Gerardo Sandoval. And you just have Cosmic Ghosty going through Marvel history, messing stuff up. I feel like a bored Frank Castle is a very dangerous Frank Castle. I don't even know if he's bored. He's just... Yeah, maybe he's bored. He's millions of years old at this point. What's he even doing with his time? All he has left to do is go back in time and wreck it. Anyway, one of the things that I like is that there's a potential for more news stories set in the universe of Marvel's Spider-Man for PlayStation 4. So who knows what we'll see, but there's a hint of that that came in the solicits for the new Marvel Spider-Man City at War and that comic being announced with uh, lots of cool extras to it. Uh, And on top of all those books... There's just more. All the ongoing stuff that we have. Venom, Thor, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Runaways, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Ironheart, Doctor Strange, Mighty X-Men, X-23, Star Wars, and so many more. Uh, We also have great video games in 2019. I'm very excited for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, which is coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, You know, I'm I'm a big MUA fan, and I got to play MUA 3 a while ago back at Marvel Games Office, but it was a much earlier version because I've been working on it. And so I'm very excited to go back to L.A., bug the Marvel Games folks, and get my hands on the new one. Yeah, and I have to say, the Black Order, part of me wishes that you were in the game, the Black Order, playing on be- on their behalf, because it just seems like that would be crazy cool. Yeah, but on the flip side, you get to play as the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Avengers, the X-Men, Spider-Man. I mean, we got a great crew for this. That's also fun. Uh, we also have a ton of ongoing live games that, you know, like Marvel Contest of Champions, Marvel Battle Lines, Marvel Strike Force. So stay tuned. Tons more updates coming for those games. It's going to be a good year. Games are great, but I know so many of you are super hyped as well for the movies. We've got three big movies hitting the big screen this year, including Marvel Studios Captain Marvel coming in March. Oh, man. Every time there's new footage from Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel, I cry in a very good way. I turn into, like, an anime character. My eyes get really big and glossy and starry, and they just well up with no actual tears. They just kind of fill the rim, because if they if the tears fall down, they'll just create a puddle of glitter. There you go. It's got a cat. Nick Fury and, and Agent Coulson, and it's going to be cool. Set in the 90s. You've heard so much. You watched the trailer. Lots more to come as we get to the launch of that film. And then it's almost like you get hit with that, and then boom, shortly after <laughs> in April, we've got Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. Yeah, which um, if Marvel Studios Captain Marvel is the first punch, then Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame is the follow-up. It, that's going to be your left hook right to your face. It's a knockout. It's, it's a knockout. It's a knockout. I have fear of saying anything for spoiling things, uh, so I'm going to leave it at that. Very excited for it. And also in July, we have Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. I mean, the more Spidey, the better. Yeah. We saw some stuff that that popped off during a recent convention. Uh, We know there's some mysterious action coming. You see what I did there? Mm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Very nice. Stay tuned for so much more of those movies. And then 
We've got the big screen. We've got all the other screens with Marvel Television. So much going on, including the first one launching this month. Oh, that's right. For my birthday, Marvel's Punisher Season 2 is coming to all of our Netflix accounts, machines, VCRs. Sure. It's coming to Netflix. You're going to be able to stream Season 2 of Marvel's Punisher in January and I am very excited. I got to do a set visit. I saw something that was so cool that I had to ask permission to take a picture for that hopefully I'll get to share it pretty soon. I watched the first season when I found myself in a very bad mood and then fell in love very deeply. So season two is going to be Frank Castle on a road trip with a new friend. And also something we have to look forward to is uh, what is going to become of Billy Russo's face. Truly, madly, deeply. That face got wrecked. Is Billy the Butte still the Butte? I guess we'll find out. Uh, and then coming to Netflix as well is Marvel's Jessica Jones Season 3. And I know you've been doing some stuff around that. Oh, yeah. I went on a set visit. I can't tell you anything except that it's going to be super fun. It's We have reason to be excited for Marvel's Jessica Jones. Heck, yeah. We also have reason to be excited for Marvel's Cloak and Dagger Season 2, uh, which we know is on the way. And we have the teens dealing with some new stuff, some like really expanding on that first season. I think it's going to be uh, really neat. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. And, and, and just the setting is different. And the, like, the vibe of that show, the look of it, and... Their connection as characters, I think, is is really what grounds it for me. It should be pretty cool. The tone, whole tone of that show is just so cool and different. Yeah. We also have Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 coming this summer. Very little we can tell you about it at this point, but we do know that Alfonso Mack, Mackenzie, director uh. of S.H.I.E.L.D., sounds pretty dang cool, if I do say so myself. It's a good name with a good quotation-surrounded nickname in the middle. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Legion Season 3 uh, coming this year, which is going to be cool and surreal and weird and fun. Who knows what's – that show is so trippy. Oh, it's so trippy. It's so trippy that I have – I really have to make it the only thing I do when I watch it. Heck yeah. Yeah. And by the time you're listening to this, uh, we'll already have had the return of Gifted Season 2 that came back January 1st. So we'll round out that season in the beginning of this year, which is going to be great. You know, Mutant Mayhem with Morlocks and Purifiers and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then finally, we have more Marvel Rising on the way, which is great. I'm a big fan of the dynamic, particularly between Ghost Spider and Squirrel Girl and Ms. Marvel. I think that just it works. Agreed. Agreed. And finally. Yeah, and finally, Marvel's Wolverine The Lost Trail. Yes, the follow-up to Marvel's Wolverine The Long Night. I'm super excited because I love this new part of Marvel's storytelling. This is a brand new journey. It's going to be a big departure from the first podcast, and it's going to be coming out on Stitcher. Marvel's Wolverine The Lost Trail will see Wolverine, a.k.a. Logan, on a new journey. And uh, we don't want to tell you too much because we want you to tune into Stitcher Premium when it comes out later this year. Indeed. One big thing I know so many of you have been asking about is the return of This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club, our classic hashtag TwimURC. And it is coming back in a big way for 2018. So this is the first notice I'm giving y'all. We're starting it back up in January. And our next TwimURC selection is the mammoth issue Marvel Comics number one. It is a big one. It's something like 60 pages, I think, and it is available on Marvel Unlimited, so you can read it. But the idea here, for those of you who are new to TwimURC, is for you to read the book, 
for me to read the book and for our guests to read the book. And then we talk about it here on the show in a future episode. Uh, we're going to pull in your questions, your comments, which you send via Twitter using hashtag TwimURC. You can also email them at TwimPodcast at Marvel.com. It's going to be great. TwimURC is coming back. We'll make sure that there's a banner in the Marvel Unlimited app. We'll put notes out on social media. And you can always tweet me at Agent M if you have any questions or thoughts or uh anything else about the book. So again, that is Marvel Comics number one. Get to reading and get to tweeting. That's about it. Again, you know, this was just a a little sampling, a little tease. Not everything. We can't tell you everything because we got to keep secrets and surprises. But of what you know so far, our question of the week is, what Marvel stuff are you most excited for in 2019? You can tweet your answers using Hashtag This Week in Marvel, or you can email them to twimpodcast at marvel.com or send a message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash This Week in Marvel. So we're going to dive right into our interview, which, again, is with Billy Martin and Paul Thomas of the band Good Charlotte. So uh, you can hear about them being on the road, reading comics, making comics, making music, all kinds of good stuff. Check it out right now. What's up, Billy and Paul? How y'all doing? Hey. Hey. So one of the things on This Week in Marvel I always like to do is to start off asking, what is your Marvel origin story? How did each of you get first exposed to, connected, like associated with Marvel characters? Was it cartoons? Was it like for me, it was the comics and trading cards. What was it that really like made you connect to Marvel? For me, I've always wanted to draw since I was very young. Um, Just was into cartoons and animation. And as I got a little older, comics is the natural progression and I went to the comic shop and I bought The Punisher. That was the like the first book I bought. Probably shouldn't have bought a Punisher. How book. old were you? Do you remember? Probably Ish. probably eight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that, you know? me too. I remember. I remember very this, distinctly. The, the cover. I, I, it was The Punisher, sort of like holding this gun up, and there was a red circle behind him, and it was waist up. It's one of those really kind of like '90s looking, and I still have that book because I think of that cover as is very iconic cover in my head. But yeah, the, the Punisher comic was my first first comic I bought, and you know, Marvel fan from day one. Nice. Yeah, the cartoons with me. I, I didn't really get into the comic book stuff. I mean, everything else that you can get exposed to, I just never read the books. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I've been a fan of all the characters since I was a kid, Yeah, as far back as I can remember. My connection is uh, just, it was an after-school activity. Yeah. Like that part of it, you know, coming home and watching cartoons. I mean, that X-Men show was awesome. So good. Uh, epic song. Uh, one of our editors downstairs, Jordan, he works on all kinds of books, but he plays the ukulele, and I made him play that at a panel to like 400 people, and it was the whole uh, room singing along oh, I bet to the they, tune. That went over good. It was so good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Billy, you've done a bunch of covers for us, tons of books, Cable, Man-Thing, uh, the X-Men books, New Mutants, Dead Souls. How'd you get started doing work with Marvel? Let's see. The first thing I did was a one of those box subscription exclusive things sure. they needed an artist for. And uh, one of my friends who was involved in it was like, you know, can we please try Billy? And they're like, all right, we'll give him a shot. It was uh, Champions and Doctor Strange. And they wanted the, the books to connect. So that was really cool. That was the first cover I did and just crossed my fingers and sent it in. And they said, hey, this is kind of good, actually. Do you want to <laughs> do more covers? And I was like, yeah. So, so that was my first chance. It's funny, like, you know, we've been doing this Good Charlotte thing for almost 20 years. We've traveled the whole world. We've sold lots of records. Been very fortunate to do this thing we love. But, like, getting a draw from Marvel was, like, super bucket list for me. So it was really cool. That's cool. How much comic work had you done before you got asked by Marvel? Because you did, a li- you did like, a cover for one of the Good Charlotte records, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of always dabbled as an artist. It's something I've been wanting to do since I was a kid. But 
comics takes a lot of time. You know, it's a time-consuming job, as, as any comic artist knows. And, and when you're on, on tour and this and that, there's just not time to draw books. But, you know, a couple years ago, we took about a four-and-a-half-year hiatus. Everyone started having kids, and we wanted to just pull things back for a little bit sure. and just kind of hang out. And I thought, hey, I've got all the time in the world. Let's give this art thing, like, a full-time job and make it, you know, see what I could do. So... I started working on, uh, I did my own book, like a creator-owned book that I wrote and illustrated. I worked on some Ninja Turtle stuff for a while. Kind of figured out what it means to make a deadline and how, how much time it takes to finish a book. And, you know, and learned a lot of respect for these guys out here who pump out this amazing work all the time. So a little bit of a learning curve. And now that the band is back and I've been working a lot in art, I feel like I've, I figured out how to balance both. Yeah, it's got to be tough. All right, so it's been a hot second, but y'all were in Not Another Teen Movie with a pre-Captain America, yeah, Chris that? Evans. That's yeah. funny, right? I love that movie, and I love that scene. Like, I can, like, picture the scene, you guys in the back, and then the dancing and all that, the wacky stuff. Was that fun? Was that cool? Like, do you have any memories from that? Yeah, that was super fun. I mean, was that our first movie? Oh, it was just your first movie? I was going to say, have we done another movie? <laughs> Being, like, on a full set. Maybe though, we hadn't um, even done a video yet or anything at no, that point. Yeah. Like, just... Somehow, was, like, the manager we had knew the producer, and they needed a band, and we're like, hey, don't you manage some band? They want to be on our movie, and it was, no one knew who Good Charlotte was at that point. Totally, and we we recorded those songs ourselves, which was a lot of fun, too. We had to do four different songs for that movie. And oh, randomly, like, uh, yeah. I ran into Chris Evans at a Comic-Con like, a couple years ago, <clears throat> and I was like, Chris, I don't know if you remember me from Not Another Teen Movie, and he started singing the song back to me right away. So I was like, oh, dude, he remembered. And Chris, he's a really nice guy, so it was cool that he, that he remembered that, too. Yeah, and the Wide-eyed the whole time. Yeah. yeah we're super young and just very excited. Being on a set is cool. Yeah. Um, you guys have a brand new record that came out last month, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Generation RX? Or is yeah. it like, I always see the RX. I'm like, is there a special? Is that no, that's how we something? say it. Generation okay. RX. What's the toughest thing about creating music? Sharing it with people and seeing what they think. <laughs> you know, the, the vulnerability of will people like this? Yeah. I think like a big thing is like honesty and integrity is a big part of music that I feel like maybe people don't really think about. And I think like with our previous record before this, we'd kind of gotten away from that. We'd been like away for four years and we got back in the studio and we just kind of made like a quick fun record just to get back in the, the vibe of, of making music again. But with this record, it was about like trying to make really honest songs and like kind of digging a little deeper and kind of going back to where we first started and making sure that honesty and like you putting your, your heart and soul into the record and I think we all feel very proud that we did that on this record that's the hard thing is you don't want to make a record that you think people want to hear because then maybe you lose that honesty you got to make the record that you feel important about because the, the fans are going to hear that in the music so yeah. you know that's a big part of it yeah and we've done a lot of growing up and a lot of learning about ourselves and this is a, a way of us sharing stuff that we've learned to people that listen to our music this latest album is definitely we're touching on subjects of big relevance in the world right now. You know, like the opioid crisis. We've been losing friends. They're just it's just happening. Depression's a really heavy thing that, but we've learned ways to deal with this, and we try to convey it in this newest album. It's kind of a depressing topic, but it it's in a positive light that we are looking at it now. Yeah, and it's important to, to get that stuff out there, to talk about it, to have songs that people can connect to, because whether it's music or comics, a lot of times we enjoy these things in solitude, right? And so you read a comic on your own, you like you have those experiences, you may listen to a record with your headphones on and stuff like that, and it's the things that your mind goes through while you are listening or reading 
you may not have a control over. So having something that provides a positive message, something good, an outlet that you can connect to, art that you feel, it means so much. I mean, I don't know what I would do without music. I feel the totally same right. way. And you know, and you know, the comics is that for a lot of people, they read those books and they're like in a different place. They're not in that world, you know, in their real life. They read comics and they're like in a in a better place. You know, everyone has that thing that's like their outlet. So yeah. they're not not too far away from each other. Yeah. What uh what music inspires you guys? Like what what did you listen to growing up? What do you listen to now? Growing up, uh, I listened to like Pixies, Rage Against the Machine, Tool. We both like Deftones a lot. Recently, uh, I'd have to say my favorite band's Cursive, and there's a lot of hip hop getting sprinkled in my life lately. Which you know, it's been there the whole time, but it's pretty heavy at the moment. I like J Rock a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like when I was younger, sort of late '90s metal, like Corn, Deftones, that stuff was really big. I loved. Silverchair was a big band for me, like in the late 90s. Nowadays, I love Bring Me the Horizon. I like Siler. Those are two of my favorite new bands. And same with him. I think hip-hop and sort of R&B is at a great place. Um, Black's new record, I'm really into Black. I like Travis Scott. I think he's awesome. So, yeah, you just try to try to listen to a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. My hip-hop stuff is, I like, I'm an old-school hip-hop guy. I don't, yeah. like, it just doesn't connect to me. I'd rather listen to, like... I don't know, EPMD or something. That's the best part of music. If everybody liked the same thing, it'd be really boring. Everyone should like what they like and and don't be ashamed of what you like. You know, you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. Heck yeah. Now, you guys are on tour most of November and then again, like next year, worldwide, all kinds of fun stuff. Is it tough now with kids? My parents live in Maryland. My wife's parents live in Hawaii, so we're all by ourselves. When I leave, she's just a single mom of two kids with a full-time job. The hardest part is being away from your family and not being there when things go wrong. It's like everything's cruising when you're home. The second you leave, all of a sudden things just start falling apart at the house. And yeah, it's so, but being out here is always great. I mean, I was a senior in high school when we signed our record deal and I'm 37 now. You know, so it's like, it's just what we know. But, you know, you, you miss baseball games on the weekends with the kids. You miss birthdays sometimes. You miss... Yeah. My son just lost his tooth yesterday. That stuff's hard. It is. But we also don't tour as hard as we used to. You know, we were out for... We'd be out eight or nine months out of the year. That's what you got to do when you're new and things are hot. You got to get out there and work. So now we've kind of paced it out. Where we're out for a couple of weeks and we'll go home for a month and a half and, and just, just pace it out. Just being smart because, you know, we got burned out a couple of years ago and we don't want to get burned out again. We said yes to everything. Yeah. <laughs> now we don't say yes as often. Billy, do you get to read many comics while you're on the road? You mentioned you can't really work as much on the comic side but do you get to read enjoy while you're yeah i do you know i've always been such a fan of the art and like i still love the stories but for me it's about like if there's an artist i love on a book i'll I'll keep checking those out and if the artist switches someone i'm not as much as a fan of i'll probably follow the artist from book to book you know like i love humberto ramos is my favorite i think he's just the best he's a legend i mean he's so good no way around you know um i loved seeing ryan otley on spider-man i'm really excited about that J. Scott Campbell, his covers always just slay me. He's so yeah. good. But, you know, that's really for me for, for comics is just finding those guys' work who I love and just kind of following wherever they're at. Yeah. It's like anything. One piece that doesn't work correctly can destroy your connection to it. Sure. You know, like, is there much comics talk with the rest of the band or with other bands you tour with? All of us have kids. So, you know, the movies is a big, there's a lot of talk about, you know, those kind of characters and stuff. My son has a Marvel poster on as well, like a 70s like cover. I don't even there know where go. we got it. Yeah. My, my six-year-old's going to be Iron Spider for Halloween. So, yeah. you know, he's really pumped on that. But it's cool. Like a lot of other bands that we tour with know that I work in comics. You'll find one dude in each group who's a comic fan and you'll kind of link up about that. That's great. 
I love that. Last question. Favorite Marvel superheroes or villains? Favorite Marvel characters? I've always been a Hulk fan. Got a lot of rage. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Just feel like you're going to explode and swell up and just go off on people. Yeah, I I get that one. (laughs) I got different favorite. Like, as far as drawing, I like to draw Spider-Man the most. That's my favorite character to draw. I think he fits your style really well. Yeah, I mean, just kind of cartoony. You can stretch, stretch his proportions a lot and work, but... I'm like a sucker for the 90s guys like Gambit and Cable. I just think those characters are awesome. And um, villain-wise, I think Venom is awesome. I, I love Venom, too. Yeah. Cable's great. Gambit's a garbage pile. But uh, we're not going to get into that here. But he uh, looks huh. cool, right, maybe? Sure. No, he looks cool. The hair, cool. you know, you like, uh, you know, you don't like the hair? He's just, he's so slimy to me. It, it, okay. I get it, though. It's funny, though. A lot of people rel- at Comic-Cons, you know, like people come up and who's your favorite? And so many people are like, oh, dude, Gambit, you know? People love that guy, but they haven't figured out what to do with him yet. There's a really good series right now called Rogan Gambit. Yeah, okay, the art's really good say, yes. on, on that book. I did a variant for that for the Stan Lee box oh, where right. I got to do the three of them together. So that that is a cool book. You're right. Yeah. The writer, is, she's been selling me on Gambit a okay. little bit. So. She can clean him up a little bit for yeah, you, right? Yeah. <laughs> make, make him more palatable. Anyway, Good Charlotte's new album, Generation RX, featuring singles Actual Pain and Prayers, is available right now. You can see them live on the Generation RX tour and head to goodcharlotte.com for tickets and so much more info. Billy Paul, thank you guys for coming Thanks, in. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, big thanks to Billy and Paul for coming into Marvel and to hanging out and chatting with us. And I uh, uh, hope you guys dig it. Uh, you can check them out on all the places that the Good Charlotte does the Good Charlotting. And I think <laughs> that about wraps it up for our first episode of 2019. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jamie. And this is Marvel. Your universe.